after after this, I gotta go to Target. Listen, I go just, to Publix. I, I don't want to be on the receiving end of a manhunt like no. that last time. No, 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 we're good. She didn't know where you were. No, and no, you no. forgot to check in with the boss. And nope, she knows I'm here because uh, after I'm done, she's got weekly doctor's appointments now. It's a matter of it's a matter of weeks now. I mean, we're looking within probably the next two to three weeks. So it's it's then it's, then I'll never get you over here for a podcast. Yeah, let man. alone late late as this is. It's gonna be fucking. I gotta. I think I might have to replace you. A lot going on, man. I might have to find someone that can keep a schedule. I got a lot going on. Even AJ can call in from New York. Um, I mean, I my my I haven't for almost two straight weeks now. I just haven't stopped, um, and I I hurt. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you did it to yourself. No one, no one told you to go get people pregnant. Yeah, it, you know, well, it's not even that. It's also with work too. Oh. Like the the baby thing, I'm ready for, but. Just it, 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 there's a lot, man. I got a lot going on. <laughs> we got to see our boy Earl last night, though. We did. Um, that yeah. was cool. I'm almost glad we waited to podcast now that like I can we can proclaim that. Hey, man, you know it's gonna be great when Earl's in town and we get him on here. I don't think he wants anything to do with you, to be honest with you. Oh, he okay. kept rolling his eyes at me every time you talked. Did he? No, <laughs> just <Okay>. kidding. Because <laughs> my self-esteem will take a hit. No, I, <laughs> I love Earl. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's in town. Maybe we will work him in for one of these. But uh, but I I have to warn him that you may not show up for it. Uh, anyway, I'll, uh, Earl, for you, buddy, I'll make it. He's not listening. <laughs> you know, it was great. Listening to him just kind of casually, like we have, we now have like a a a a, a closer friend who you know played in the highest level of the NFL and uh, played in the Super Bowl. Played in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, we have like that perspective now in our group, and like when Earl points it out, it's I I find it so entertaining. Points what out? What are just we just about? like the when he was talking about the the, the rookie shit. Uh, oh, last yeah, night, yeah, yeah, yeah. those stories, man, bro. <laughs> well, yeah, I think, I, I think if Earl was going to be in town on a regular basis, we would have a regular. Maybe I could talk him into doing a regular thing here. Yeah, because uh, I think that shit's fascinating, and I think yeah, the, I think like the more the more removed you are from it, like he is now becoming, the more more uh, more loose your lips get about. Yeah, more, the more casual, but you get about it because you know, he's like, out now. More more. Uh, uh, willing to shit yeah. on coaches or or tell stories about something that happened ten years ago or whatever. So yeah, I, I, I I I admittedly like stopped talking shit about the show so much because I was like maybe I'm be a little too critical here and I'm like I don't want to offend anybody like like I don't want to offend Earl because he knows some of those people. <laughs> oh, the wrestling? Yeah. Oh, I don't I don't think there was no. Yeah. Because You're, listen, I understand that when you come over. To watch a wrestling show, two things happen. One, like I've always said, you're only happy when you're miserable. So when you're uh, when you uh, come over, I know that you're going to shit all over the product <laughs> that I'm trying to enjoy. And that's the other thing is that I I know that by having you come over, it's going to be an inner battle of trying to enjoy it while you're like trying to light it on fire. And I'm conscious of that. I was very conscious of that last night. Good. So, I'll have Earl come over more often. I, I may, even if he's got to be uh, like a uh, uh, FaceTimed in with us, 
<laughs> there were from, there was there, Houston. There were some moments last night where I'm like, I could just ramble on a tangent about that. Charlotte, I think Charlotte was the worst. Well, the beauty she, of it is, is that when you have a more than like one or two people over, when it was like a group of people that haven't seen each other for a little while, like you, me, Earl, Adam. Oh, it's a great time. your wife. That uh, the conversations flow to the point where you have to make a conscious effort to pay attention to what's going on on the TV, which mm-hmm. means that you're not you're not being I fucked for three straight hours with bad product. You're only casually watching it, so it's not as painful. I yeah. think you know when when we get together. And do it. Same thing with like the Rumble every year when you've got twenty people in the house. Yeah, who's who's watching? Whose eyes are glued to the TV? Who's paying attention to the commentary? We're all talking over yeah. it. We're all we're all doing our own thing to make it more enjoyable, uh, inadvertently, you know. But uh, yeah, the the char- let so let's let's talk about the pay per view. Fuck it, that's what we'll do. This 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 episode we'll be talking about that because I I I I, I kind of am curious of your opinions of what you saw last night since you hate everything, including wrestling, not including but especially wrestling. Um. Uh, let's, see. uh, I, so I came in later, um, I came in halfway through the women's, uh, money in the bank match, which was early. I think they opened with that. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. They had one other match, but that was a pre-show where, uh, the Usos won the, okay. the championships off. The How about Mysterios. this, Ben? Yes. What does it take for a Samoan to get fired? Um, it's a good question. Uh, because we now got two DUIs on the same uh, ombre who they've tried to push both times. Well, they punished him the first time, and I think that they're in the midst of a big push with Roman that involves them. All of them. Intimately. Yeah. Like, he's going to be feeding with Cena, but you know that by... But because he's running this family faction thing, that they involve themselves in all in a lot of the By stuff. the way, by they the way. They even came out during his match. And... and Am I off base, or is he basically Dom Toretto? Is I that mean, the gimmick? It's 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 a family thing, but it's more like it just seems like a but Dom it's Toretto more thing. Like I'm the lord of this family. I'm the head of the table, the tribal chief. All those all those catchy catchphrases you can put on merchandise that probably oh, Heyman okay. has come up. Oh, with. I, I see. What it's you're not saying. like it comes off as Dom. It's Toretto. not a wholesome thing. Only because the word family is thrown around, oh my and God. we've had the, the the memes. But they know the, that the family. Paul memes. Heyman knows that. Luckily, the family memes have faded away, and we're now into the Joe Rogan meme. Oh, <laughs> this week, this week the Joe Rogan meme has supplanted. The family meme, which I'm had, behind, then. which had supplanted, I, I don't know what was before that. That's the thing. Maybe I, like I've, a Loki meme. It they they come. And it's they, like every two three weeks yeah, now, man. But it's they like through. when when you get that like stream, yeah. it's it's gold. Everyone really puts. I mean, yeah. like the the family stuff was coming hot yeah. and heavy, and there was a lot of good ones in there. Yeah, <laughs> there were a lot of good ones. So all right. So, so, so yeah. So Usus did that. So they need. I I guess they feel, even though. They didn't have to put the tag belts on them, but I think they want to put this dominant faction thing on that they have the tag belts. Oh, he's 100% fucking up one of the probably the best ideas they've ever had with Roman, who is now, what, a 10-year project? Well, he's not fucking it up. No, because they're letting it continue. (laughs) Well, but but like he, he... 
There's, like in two years, they'll punish him for it. Oh, oh yeah, he's done. <laughs> like you, you almost kind of feel like, oh, he's fired. But as long as we're running this gimmick, he has a job. No, the, no, it's gonna be like, like after WrestleMania. Yeah, when he fights the Rock, and this whole thing culminates to whatever it is you, you, that then, then they'll put whichever Jimmy J, whichever one yeah. it was that has the DUIs, they're going to put him on like a two month suspension right after yeah. that. Is that and supposed to be, by the way, is that supposed to be the idea or did you just be, were you facetious? I, the talk is, well, the, look, they're, they're brought in. Have they done rock and Roman yet? No, I don't think they occupied the fucking WWE at the same time. Main roster. They sure did it. Unless it, maybe, maybe they crossed paths at a WrestleMania that The Rock did after he was gone. Oh, the I think The Rock was the one he hosted, and uh, he came in, and I mean he did everything he could to put Roman over that. The guy was that was supposed to be yeah. the crowning of and Roman Reigns. They booed that, yeah, and and it was like the, it, the it was the most terrible. The most they worked together is in that uh, that uh, Rock movie with uh, Statham. It, wait, is that the, he beat Cena because that's how Rock and Cena started. Who beat Cena? Didn't Roman beat Cena for the belt with the Rock with the Rock coming in, and it was a big crowning moment, and that led into the Rock doing the two match series with Cena, didn't it? I don't, I don't. I think that I all don't tied together. But anyway, regardless, so they've never done they've never done Rock and but uh, th- dude, you know what though? What did I say last night? Like, oh man, if Dwayne was ever going to come out of retirement, you want to do it while he's in fucking Black Adam shape. Yeah. So, I th- uh, dude, he's always in black. <laughs> no, dude, have you seen the set picks? Jesus Christ, Ben, yeah, he's, he's big boy. He said, he said, it's like this is this is the hardest thing he's ever done yeah. as far as you know well, bodybuilding. He's, he's committed to a lot of it down the road. So, and, and we thought pain and gain was the the pinnacle, the peak. He, <laughs> he ref- it's what happens when you refuse to wear a muscle suit. <laughs> uh, nothing fits him. He's got to wear like a like a like like blankets and sheets over him. <laughs> so so. uh so I th- yeah I do think I do think that um, that Cena's the warm up for the Rock. Yeah, because w- we've been talking about this uh, that night. Um, there's no who does. It was Edge. You're you're bringing in all the all the guys who were stars in an era of stars. There's no stars in the WWE anymore. So you got Edge. He puts over. Roman and there's that can still continue after that can be a a, 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 a an in the mix thing until Mania. I like but their finishes. Got, I like got, their finishes. You've got Edge. Yeah. You've got Cena, and then who who else you could unless Brock's going to come in or someone else. Who who do you who else does Roman work with to elevate him even more? There's no one in. There's no one on his level in the WWE, and in the WWE, there's no one on the level of Cena, Edge. I'm sorry, I had this argument with someone online, on Facebook, some rando. Oh, you tell me about that. They were yeah. like commenting on a WWE picture, and they listed like five people that they felt like this is ridiculous. Why? Why are they holding down uh, Balor and Cesaro and Nakamura and I forget who else, uh, and, and instead Edge. Who's like fifty, and I and I had to explain this person because Edge coming off ten years retirement off the couch is brings more to the table than any of the guys you mentioned. Of all like the things of all the of all the tangibles that that you judge a wrestler by, 
and how good they are, like size, uh, ability to work, ability to talk, um, ability to actually evoke something from a from an audience, ability to tell a story in the ring. I just listed five things. Edge has all of them in spades. None of the other guys have all of those things. Balor doesn't have size. I don't know that Balor's got a great promo. Yeah, he can wrestle, but he doesn't tell a great story He's in there. He's so fucking overrated. Cesaro's closer, but still not as big as Edge. Uh, doesn't, you know, doesn't... Inc- I, I, do you I, know what Cesaro, Cesaro has? Nakamura the, can't do promos. It's like it's oh, like. Listen, I'll fight you. Did that, but I think Nakamura should have entered the champion, and he should still have the belt. And there should be no opportunity I, but, whatsoever for him to have lost it to this point. But compared to Edge, I well for an think, American audience, I still think yes. Edge has the advantage yes. on him on all these things that you want to like and draw and a draw. There's number six. Edge is a draw as soon as you say his name. The only way that- None of those other guys are a draw. And you can't say it's because of being held down. Edge became a superstar amid a sea of superstars. He, he, Edge, None of these guys are are trying to but claw out of someone else's shadow. There's no shadows being you're cast. You're right. You're right, but for the wrong reasons. You're right because Edge, will, Edge is the best choice currently right now because- He's that last attitude guy because that's when he broke in. He broke in in the attitude and all the fucking Edge, Edge and Kristen stuff, all the Edge and, all the, the, the WrestleMania 17 ladder matches that they were famous for, the Intercontinental. I mean, Edge has been around a long fucking time in the WWE. He's the best guy because out of all those names, he's the only guy that you can... You can go back to a time when we all agree wrestling was at its peak. And it's he proven, was a superstar it's proven, at that moment. It's proven by the ratings. Yes. And he was a superstar at that moment. Um, with, and, and the money that they drew. So And the company they kept. And then everything he did afterwards. Yes. No. It's unquestionably edge. But not because he's better than any of those other guys. That's... In this moment, to it, fit to, to fit to fit what we need against Roman, it's he's the best. He's better. He's better than all those guys because he has all the things yeah. required. None of those other guys have all the things required. But it's 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 in the, the way they're booking Roman, the way they're booking this angle, where they're leading to if if they're leading to uh, the Rock. No, Edge is the best guy right now because he's the most capable. Um, the spot asked for him. They, none of the other ones have the tenure, the time, or any of that stuff. I feel to... like I feel like if Rock had said no, they would have held off and put Cena at Mania. You know what? I agree with you because there's no one else. There's nobody. There's else. no one else. Who else out there yeah, that's no. not a full timer now? He already beat. Uh, he already like beat uh, Brock. So bringing Brock back is like, eh. Um, who else out there is there that's like? You're, it's like he keeps beating greater and greater things. You know, you got Edge. You got you're working up a ladder. You Brock Edge. You know, uh, Cena. Now who's be, who? Who would qualify more than Cena? There's only one person for Mania. There's only one person, but it's impossible. He's there's no there's no way it'd be Austin. But that's no, he's not. He's yeah. Not, it's never gonna happen. And, and no, like the last time I think I think like a week or two ago, I caught one of his uh, new podcasts. And I, I think was, Austin would rather work you see, other guys. You see Austin now, and you're like, there's no way. Well, that I, guy's not getting into wrestling. Right? Well, I see him. He's in shape, but no. I mean, he looks great. 
He looks great. No, no, it, no, no, no. If Steve, okay, just as a pure theoretical, I test yes. As a pure theoretical, if Steve Austin was wanting to work, there's only two people he could work, and that's Cena or Reigns. That's it. That's it. That's the only two people that because, and it would have to be Roman. It would have to be Roman because what does Cena have to really gain by that? No, no. What does what does the WWE gain by that? Because because you know they what they don't build anyway. Actually, you know that. what I would say if he because I was saying he could work yeah, an edge. Edge yeah. would carry him through a match. If if, if, if people would love that. N- uh, edge Austin never had a thing. No, no, they never crossed paths. It would be it would be as a favor to Vince to, f- to be that one piece to get Roman. At he the- doesn't know. He would. He never. He uh, trust me. He doesn't see that he owes Vince that favor. Ever, I'm. I'm. Ever. I'm it's, uh, this is all theoretical, right? If if Steve Austin goes, I'm going to do the best business possible, the best business decision, the best business decision, it, as far as caring about the business and giving back is is giving Ro- Roman the, that at Mania. The best thing. The best thing Austin has ever done for his legacy. Is stay out of that yeah. fucking ring since yeah. he retired. The best. He's the one man that fucking did it and held to yeah. it. The best money decision is John Cena. Unquestionably. Well, oh, I mean, actually, excuse me. The best money decision is is Dwayne. I mean. Yeah, but they've. <laughs> but. You mean Austin Rock? I, that's the best money decision. I mean, I guess. Although. Oh, bro. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying for this sake. They had their. They've already done their. No, battle. no, I agree. I agree. I agree. There might be a, a bigger sizzle to yeah. something you haven't but, ever but, seen. Before. But but as a pure theoretical, the best money decision, if Dwayne wants to work again, if we're playing the theory that it's him and Roman, it would be Austin Rock. But that's it's all fucking retarded. That's too. The it, only reason Steve Austin would step foot in a ring is to either um, have a money moment with Cena, as like Cena's big payoff for all the bullshit he went through and not being respected. Uh, for that long time that he held the company um, as the guy, and no one gave a fuck about him. Uh, that would be his mo. That would be that big moment, or it would be to be that final, that final piece. Like if Roman isn't over after this, we have thrown away the last decade yeah, yeah. of WWE. No, he is over. He is over. Uh, and I think this this whole thing with Heyman has worked phenomenally for him. Uh, I will say the little snippets I saw last night having. Never watching the product. Um, yeah, Heyman has worked his magic again from what I've seen. But I also, I think the, I think here's what's hard for me. I don't think Roman Reigns is a credible fucking professional wrestler in any capacity. He's a fucking entertainer. He just knows how to get from point A to point B. He has no idea how to tell a story. He has no idea how to ev- evoke emotion in anything he fucking does. He doesn't know how to sell. It's off and on occasionally throughout his matches. And it's the same old shit every time because once he found his comfort level, they just press pause on him. So I've never really seen a motherfucker work. So I don't really respect his in-ring shit. And it makes it hard for me to even wa- I mean, it's just like there's so many other deserving guys because he's not a great promo in my mind. And I don't really... I mean, Rollins... Has more of those things we ticked off than he does. Rollins, I don't know why Rollins isn't the man right now. Because because uh, the same reason AJ Styles isn't the same way. Uh, oh so, fucking AJ Styles! Jesus fucking Christ! I mean, and they dropped the ball with that motherfucker. No, they didn't drop the ball. It's like every, you get your time, and then yeah. and then it's at 
And then at a certain point, it's now you're helping. It's like, we helped you. Now you help us. And it's like, now we gave you a run. Now come help elevate some guys. Come pull out of the title picture so other people can play in that sandbox and get their their yeah. ability. And then we'll revisit you later to again. In Actually, the title speaking picture. of AJ, they had the best match last night. You like that the most? That was my favorite match. That was that was the only match where I, I really enjoyed what they were. I listen, Edge and Roman wasn't bad. No, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. It, it wasn't. wasn't bad. I just don't enjoy watching like, Roman Reigns work. <laughs> I didn't. There were like, if you want to nitpick that match, there's a couple things. Uh, when we had the Charles Robinson ref bump, then it was 20 minutes Little before. Rage. It was 20 minutes before another ref ran out to the ring. So stupid. Brutal. 25 like i'm exaggerating but it felt like it was 20 fucking minutes it was ridiculous it was a legitimate five to five to eight and then you start get you started to threaten to get a little schmozzy with with the usos and the mysterios and all this shit going on on the outside of the ring i just the fucking finishes kill me man the fucking finishes kill me in fact, to get back to that point just for a moment, we live in a day and age where everyone knows that your product is so cleanly edited and so clean. You've done this for so long that it's so processed that you know exactly how you're hitting all your marks and what's happening. Everyone knows this. Everyone, That's not edited. That's more choreographed. Well, well, no, I mean the way they edit their shows and the way that they, they well, produce their shows. They they no, no, no. The way they pro- live produce their shows. They've been doing it for so long. Everyone knows. There should never be more than like ten seconds where the referee, an active referee, is not immediately out there. Right, like it's just retarded in like every if capacity. You if you can't book a good story, if yeah. you can't tell a good story, that can't work around the fact that there's those days don't that exist. There's an ever present ref. Yeah. Like if his head's turned for a minute, that's one thing. Yeah, he's but distracted have, or something. But you're running a pay per view, a big pay per view. It's the main event at a big pay per view. And you're telling me that you're now expecting the audience to go along with the fact that you've run out of refs and that you've you're like ref goes down. You've got you know, you've got Vince McMahon sitting at the computer watching. It's like, get a ref out, you know, like people are trying to believe in this. Yeah. And you do things like no ref comes out for 10 fucking minutes. It's like, no, you got tell the story another way that doesn't fucking insult your audience. We're with you. We want to be with you. We want to go along for this ride. We forgive a lot. We're willing to accept a lot for the sake of pro wrestling. God, do we. But don't fucking have a ref bump. And, like, that's really, it bothers me. If I ran a wrestling company, and maybe I will one day, but (laughs) I'd always love to run something. But if I ran something, I think something something really unique. We know you don't like running. So, oh, fuck you! I don't see you doing a lot of running. Uh, I'm genetically superior in some yeah. ways. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, you'll be running from yeah. Wait till you get my age. You'll be you'll be running from your responsibilities. Uh, uh, but I think a nice touch would be to do something a little more logical. And I like a uh, AEW was doing it for a minute with like uh, wins and losses and. Have they just gotten away from that? Sticking more to, like, ca- keeping counts on, you know, like, tag matches, having that other guy in and out of the ring and stuff like that. But they got away from it a little bit. 
what would be nice would be a promotion that can fucking book stories that don't involve an unconscious ref and no other ref. Like when a ref goes down, another one goes in or all your matches have two refs. Could you imagine if you had to actually book interesting stories where there's a ref in the ring and there's like a, a one in the wings? He's like an outside ref, an outside presence to keep guys from run, doing run-ins so that when you do a run-in, it's way more special. Or when you do have like both, like, like if you bonk both refs coconut heads together so there actually isn't a ref present, but it makes it so much of a rarer special thing. Yeah. It's like if you have a chair shot in every fucking match, then the chair shot ceases to become a special thing. You know, it loses its meaning. Same thing with these referees. It's like when you do this, when every match has run-ins and, and the ref bump and 10 minutes of shenanigans go by before another ref comes out, like... It, it's, it's dumb. At it's least dumb. if you're going to do that, at least cut to the back and have like one of the producers, whether it's... Uh, Adam Pierce or someone running around going, I need a ref. Get me a ref. And they can't find one. At least give us that to yeah. explain it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. painful. It's We were sitting there. That's all we could talk about. We're, we had lost. You had pulled us out of the match. We stopped commenting on what was happening in the match. And all we were doing was mocking the fact that there was no ref for 10 minutes or whatever it was, you know. So go back to the Charlotte Flair one, since we were kind of like, oh, so you wait, hold on. So you 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 came to the you came in during the women's the women's, women's um, which which again when you pop in and Earl's yeah. there and what we're all talking. Did, yeah, I didn't even remember. All I remember was Nikki Cross won it. I could tell you one all, damn thing. I think that, all the girls were on the ladders fighting, and then Nikki Cross climbed on top of all of them. And I think all it. but one. I think yeah. there were seven girls on on yeah. on three ladders. And uh, whatever. I mean, again, pay. None of us were paying very much attention mm-hmm. to the fucking match, so there's nothing to really critique or say. It's a it's a women's it was, multiple ladder match. It's, a, it's, it's it's it was interesting that Vince chose Nikki Cross in this new gimmick to have the Money in the Bank briefcase, which basically means that you're planning down the road at some point in time to have her in a title match, ideally to win the belt. It's mm-hmm. kind of like winning King of the Ring, you know. You're or 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 winning. The Rumble, you you're destined for a big match. Yeah, you know, um, except when you're Otis. But uh, <laughs> so it was interesting. I guess he's really embraced her her new gimmick, and has decided that we're going to keep running with it. Mm. Uh, we well, were joking. Her, we were joking that the senile old man probably just calls her Molly Holly. All probably, the time yeah. yeah, because he sees her in the good work, Molly, in a superhero costume. <laughs> Or 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 goes through all of them. Calls her Rosie. Calls her fucking Shane. All the superhero fucking names. I hope we find out he just screams. He just calls every woman Linda. Like <laughs> we just we we just find that out someday. It's like no, it doesn't matter what your name. More is. More insulting will be like uh, some side piece he was banging in the. No, 80s. that's why it's Linda because he knows he can never get it right because there's too much going on all the time. So if he's gonna cheat, he's never gonna get the name wrong because there's always Linda. Uh, like 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 one of those we, like crazy minds. Vince seems like one of those guys though that like like he thinks that he probably takes easy like the days that he feels are really easy for him would probably like make us vomit. 
because all the stories you've ever heard, and I listen to a lot of Cornette, and I listen to a lot of uh, 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 Jim Ross and, and and all those podcasts. Pritchard. And, and, yeah, Pritchard. And Vince has always painted at a guy who's super fucking, you know, zoned in. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever he's paying attention to, that has all his attention. And, and nothing else kind of matters. So... He seems like a guy that would have a little thing for everything. Well, good, good thing it was mostly wrestling and and uh, not as much uh, football and bodybuilding and those other. See, I don't think the uh, I don't think the uh, XFL the second time around was his fault. It no, was his it was, bad timing. It was the pandemic. Yeah, because it was a lot more entertaining the second time around. Well, we'll see if they ever do anything with it. Rock's kind of just sitting on it. He just bought the IP, basically. Fucking just added it to his. His the the Rock is collecting like you know property and shit. Yeah. Like like just you know, intellectual property. <laughs> yeah. Well, to him, that's yeah. Uh, the deal he got on that was as nice as the deal Vince got for WCW. Yeah. Which is Vince is probably like, listen, just cover the cost. Yeah. <laughs> it's yours. Yeah, maybe maybe that was the agreement. I'll, I'll sell you this on a sweetheart deal, and you come do a WrestleMania in the future. <laughs> so, For, with Roman, when the times are right. So, best match was AJ. Um, uh, the 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 AJ and almost or whatever his name is against. Uh, okay, Kevin Nash two point That yeah, guy, the Diesel. That Kevin Nash. It, you made a good observation. That's Kevin Nash and HBK. A hundred percent, man. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's almost the exact same except way. Except this, I think this guy wrestles better than Kevin Nash. There's two There's two distinct differences. Yeah. One, he doesn't play. Well, I don't know that he's ever professionally played basketball, so I don't want to judge. But uh, two, he hasn't had 14 fucking knee surgeries <laughs> before he even got in the fucking uh, right. WWF, okay? Yeah, Nash. I, I have a feeling there's a story from Nash that uh, was like he – Basically went to wrestling because he couldn't play basketball. Like anymore. I, well, that was one hundred percent. I believe because um, he was like a big bass. He was a yeah. big college star. I yeah. thought like uh, heavily recruited. But he was like uh, um, uh, Oda man. He just his knees just yeah. Um, well, that's the, this almost guy. I made the Odom comparisons like they're they're like twenty early twenties, but they look like they're early fifties. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking Odom came out of high school. And was like, oh, he's got two mortgages. I mean, well, that dude had a, like a that dude had a full beard in middle school. Yeah, you know. Odom. he's taller than everyone in elementary school, probably. Yeah. Um, no, the new guy, uh, what's his name? I, I just called him Big O because I couldn't. It was Umso or Umo. Almost, I call him almost. I think. Uh, yeah. Listen, he is doing everything they can ask out of him, and he's doing it well. Yeah. There's so much more to this business. I mean, he's super green. Soup. He's greener than when Braun was green. I was gonna. I was gonna say, he reminds me of early Braun. Yeah. Yeah. You know. He might be why they were like, well, we can cut fuck. Beside the contract, he he might have been why they were like, well, Strowman can go because well, we're replacing him currently. You know. I mean, maybe and we'll just I mean, edit out. We'll just edit out what we didn't like about the way you brought him up. We'll talk about money less with this guy. Yeah. Well, that would, I think that. Yeah. I don't. It's weird why they got rid of Braun Strowman. I understand that they were paying him something happened. They were paying the him a fortune, but that was on them that, for doing that panic, like that panic move they did uh, like two years ago, right when AEW was kind of forming, uh, where they were like signing, re-signing people early, to longer amounts. contracts for bigger money, 
and they were signing every independent wrestler they could find. They were kind of WCW in it. And now they're, it's funny because now they're all, they did all these mass signings and stuff and they all have places for them. And now they did the purge. And now they're purging people mm-hmm. and, and it's good for everybody because a couple of years in their system learning at least how to work on TV. Do you know what I'm happy for? I'm happy for a guy like Strowman who's been in that system. Like he's only known the WWE system. He's only traveled to something hundred days a year or whatnot. Like he got in, got paid, and he never has to work again. You know, as far as he will, he'll no, he will. He'll but take, like he'll he, take Tony Khan's money, but, and he'll shine like a fucking. But ben, he can over take there. a year off. He's not. He's not. He's not gonna. Not. I mean, not take a year off and not do anything. But he could just work out and do his own shit, kind of level his head and come back full steam in a year. In a year, if Braun Strowman shows up ready to make a lot of money in AEW, my God, man! I don't think. I think he'll show up in ninety days. See, people just want. He's, he's already shaved the beard off. He's gotten even leaner. He's gotten I bigger. You were say even tanner. Like, even leaner, damn. bigger. Uh, he Earl sent me a video today of him like boxing. Yeah. You know. Doing some boxing stuff. Speaking of a uh, big guy, fucking the best moment of last night was Biggie getting that fucking briefcase. Yeah. That was awesome. I mean. That's a guy that truly, honestly deserves it. There were a few guys in there. I wouldn't have been surprised if they got it. Uh, I was surprised they gave it to Biggie finally. I, it's like, because you keep, they keep saying it's his time, it's his time. And they keep teasing it by starting to put him in programs that then like kind of fizzle or don't go where they need to go or the guy yeah. he's feuding with they fucking cut out of the company or whatever you know so you're like it felt it it kept feeling like a little start stop with him for too long where you're like oh all right this is not gonna go anywhere yeah uh when you know and then here you go so fingers crossed you know i think he'd be a very entertaining champion for them and so. it's like the same vein. It's like you've got your Brocks, your Lashleys, you know. I mean, he fits He fits that mold, those big fucking powerhouse guys, you know. Here's the difference between him and all them others. Big E oozes charisma from every fucking pore in his body. That dude he does. is one of the most entertaining uh, guys that has been relegated to the fucking mid card and I'll never ever understand why. Some after after that well, first after that first big run with uh with the new day, they should all sat down and go, why isn't Big E our champion now? He just proved that he could check off the one box that so many super athletic big guys can't check well, off. They, they took care of Kofi first. Oh and and, and Kofi hundred percent fucking I mean, Jesus Christ! That was one. Of, that was one of. The, that's one of the best moments of of the business that I actually went back to watch was Kofi winning the belt. Yeah, because that was awesome. Um, I don't. They just that. That was a. Didn't he just take advantage of his opportunity? Yeah. Well, there was. Uh, he wasn't even supposed to be in the. They had some. Some other guy was supposed to be elimination in elimination chamber. Yeah, it was uh, Mustafa Ali. He got injured, so they threw him in that, and they he, gave him a stop. They, start, they started to feel the. It was one of those organic, like Daniel Bryan things. Yeah, and it was one of those rare times where the powers that be actually listened and went with the hot hand, and it went all the way to him winning the belt. Um, it's so rare that they 
don't resist that, you know, and and hear the fans and decide they're going to do. They know better. Um, the fans. It was it was definitely a very Daniel Bryan like kind of thing. Do you think until uh, they totally jobbed him out? Do you think and then didn't even give him a rematch? Do you think this begins Biggie's? Uh, um, uh, this might be like his first run to a mania, like the very slow. This is the beginning of that build to him cashing. I I mean, do you think he cashes out before Mania? I don't know how the storytelling works with the WWE I don't know anymore. because I don't know what their plan is with Lashley. Do they know I how can't to wait? imagine him. I can't imagine him going to the other brand and them interjecting him into the Roman thing. I think Roman's destined to be champion at least through Mania. Uh and so unless and it it feels like it would spoil that moment for him to cash it in after Roman has like this big match at Mania. Like if Roman comes out on top, you're crowning him as the best ever. He beat his cousin, he beat this guy, he beat that guy, and then like within that same breath, doing something with Big E doesn't make sense. I think Big E will be fighting for that other belt. God willing, it's for the SmackDown t- I mean the Raw title and not the NXT title. I hope he doesn't decide they don't do something stupid like that. But I feel like Lashley, you know, and the Hurt Business thing could do with like they could feed back and forth over that belt for a few months. Biggie wins it at I don't know. He maybe he wins it at maybe cashes it in at the Rumble or something. Hmm. And has it through Mania, defends it through Mania. Something like that, you know? Hmm. I guess it'll depend on how the audience uh, reacts to him from now on. I can't imagine he would cash it in too quickly. You feel like I that, think I think what they're doing with him that is building like, sentiment's going to help. Will, them. Yeah, this will be yeah. a slow build. This same will thing, be a slow same build. thing with Nikki. I can't yeah. see either of them cashing it quickly. They'll find a strong. They they should find a, a strong heel to attach him to for a little while. You get it'll build that sympathy. Um, I don't I don't know who fucking healer. Well, he's kind of been like. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> I have no. I literally don't know the day to day. I fucking. I think he's. I don't on, even know the roster. The problem is he's on SmackDown. Okay. His boys are on Raw. His boys, like Kofi, just oh. fought for that belt. That belt with Lashley, so it it gets a little convoluted. I don't know how they're going to figure oh, it out. Oh, by the way, does enough get talked about how Bobby Lashley's not a human being? I mean, <laughs> I mean, but we know he is. I you, I mean you. I, I I do have my 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 infamous Bobby Lashley story. My my embarrassing Bobby Lashley story. Yeah. Um, the uh, it was a the last uh Ronin show for me, and uh, Lashley was uh working Drew. Yeah, and he got to the building and needed to go to the gym. Asked anybody if they had any pre-workout before he went. Huss, um, your roommate, uh, took him to the gym down the street from the War Memorial, and uh, I give him my pre-workout. And he just uh, takes a scoop of powder, throws it on in there, and um, that was that. Just swallowed it dry. Just swallowed it dry. Didn't even chase it with water or anything. I mean, he eventually did chase it with water, but not initially. Just chewed it a little. Like bit. he didn't have the water bottle out, did this, and then drank it. Like he threw it in. Like thanks, bro. And then you know, did a few things, and then reached down, took a jug, and we're, I'm just sitting there in fucking awe. That was probably just washing down the last. Of yeah, it. Like, and I'm sitting there, was... and I'm just like, what? how? Because anybody who who uh, who works out knows the strong pre workout. Like that stuff is it's almost like the cinnamon challenge, man. So I saw him do it, and I'm like, hey, Well, it's man. so dry. It's yeah. like you're swallowing dry powder. Yeah. So. And 
I was like, I could do that. <laughs> Hint, I can't. Um, did you do it in front of him? That's the thing I can't remember. And I don't know if Huss can speak to it or not. I don't know if I did it. He already left. I think I was I think I was in such awe about what I just said. Like I everyone else was just going about their business, but I was like, you could do that? And uh like I think he had left. I think he left. I looked at Johnny and I was like, oh, I'm gonna try that. And Johnny's like, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> and I'm like, Well, he did it. I'm like, yeah, that's Bobby Lashley. Johnny Vandal, by the way. Yeah, Johnny Vandal. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna try it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I would never recommend this. It was awful. It hurt so bad. Mm-hmm. And oh, Rhino was in there. Uh, Rhino was in the room. Uh, I think uh, Justin Credible may have been in the room. I mean, physically, he was in the room. Well, he may have been yeah. astral surfing or something. The best part about that day, astral by the way, traveling. was the pre-show. We're standing on stage, and this is this is during that moment of the day where I felt like, hey, it'll be all right. Everything's gonna be okay. Um, it's quickly changed, obviously, but during that moment, me, PJ, uh, just incredible, and Bruce sat there, and he just talked about rehab and reconnecting with Wait, his... who, Bru- with Bruce. Yeah, Bruce, because him and Bruce like knew each other. Okay, like like they're boys, I guess. Bruce Owens. Yeah, the rapper. And and he just started going on about his fucking, you know. Uh, fucking up in the WWE and fucking that up and being fucking broke and needing $900 here and hoping like glad he got this gig because he can pay his bills and and I'm sitting there because and I'm standing there and, and I'm looking at Bruce and Bruce is like you can tell Bruce has heard this story from a lot of guys because <laughs> Bruce Owens knows everybody and has seen every all these guys go through the their, their, their shit especially all the guys in the 90s yeah, or, um, uh, in the eighties when eighties and nineties when Bruce was like uh, on the peak of of what he was doing as a ref, and well, he was a ring announcer back then. I yeah, thought. I think he did a lot of everything. Probably a little of this, yeah. Little of that. Um, and so he knows everybody, and just and you could tell that. But me, who just harkens back to his fourteen year old self watching ECW, mm-hmm. and then watching the man, the broken, broken man in front of me, I was just like, all right. This is an example of who not to be and how not to turn out. Like, like if wrestling starts to go south, it's not the worst decision to do anything else with your life. <laughs> and at that moment, with what happened that night, um, yeah, yeah, I'm glad I got to experience. That. that was the best part of the day. That and shaking Booker T's hand and going like, "I'm not big enough for these guys." Like Booker T's a very, very big person. <laughs> there was a lot of there's a lot of considering going for your contractor's license that night. <laughs> Booker T's one of those guys you see on TV. He's like, ah, you know, he's average size. You see him person like, no, there's nothing average. You know what? I was thinking about this last night when we were talking about it. I was like, this is like what happened when I met Cam Wake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I went, oh, you're another, like, you're another subspecies of human. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, what the fuck, man? It's always funny when, like, (laughs) when, like, the largest guy in the room is, uh, meets, uh, goes to that next level. It's like when the best high school player goes to college yeah and everyone there's the best high school yeah, player yeah you know that's it, it was 100 percent a uh, yeah. uh oh oh there's a there's 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 another step to this yes there are there are certain guys when jackie and i used to go do the autograph stuff in the late early and early 2000s uh there were certain guys you would meet 
and they were just enormous. And it was like, and they were deceptively big. Billy Gunn, yeah, deceptively big. Nash is appropriately sized for his right. name and size. Booker yeah. T, deceptively big, and then you and then you bump into Stevie Ray, who's like fucking like four yeah. to six inches bigger, taller than him, thick, way thicker than him. And I mean, Stevie Ray's the coolest guy in the fucking world. But the guy's fucking immense. Like TV doesn't translate yeah. it well. <laughs> it's same with the in uh, person. You're like, holy the, shit. A, a, the the two most glaring examples in my mind of what TV doesn't do justice to is that TV doesn't do justice to uh, uh, Randy Orton. Well, TV doesn't all. do justice to a lot of people. Some of its size, some of its looks, but like. Uh, <laughs> But we'll go. Yeah, Randy's Randy's a big dude. Because Randy, I remember uh, um, we were waiting for Jillian's friend Tiffany, who had gotten it a, a on. She was going to do an on air segment until they saw her. Uh, Soul Man had got her the spot through um, through uh, uh, holy shit, Dean. Uh, one of the fucking uh, uh, agents. I can't think of his fucking name. Holy shit! Like his Simon face is Dean? right there. No, not not. Uh, Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko. There okay. you go. Uh, I didn't want to say Malenko would ask Solman. Solman got this. The Tiffany. She had just been in less than a year, and I'm sitting there fuming because I don't like this girl. And uh, I was telling Jillian, I'm like, I hope she fails. And she's like, Don't say that. I'm Who's like, Tiffany? Just this random fucking girl. That uh, was going to one of the schools. That, or she something? was going. She was going to the CCW school, and uh, was the, she good looking? No. <laughs> I just wanted to get you to say she. was <laughs> <laughs> No, sir. And uh, she tried too hard with the makeup, so it didn't make it any better. Oh yeah. Um. And, and and she was one of those. I'm just gonna get by on being a woman in wrestling, not working out. Doing any diligence on on craft on their craft at all? Just basically being not a, put any work I, in. I, I know the list of, of dudes that she has that you know she ran through in the business. Okay, all the locals and shit. I mean, she did like 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 she knew I didn't like her. Yeah, but did Seth say he fucked her? Oh God, I don't even <laughs> fucking want to. Oh, probably. It, this inside stuff. Sorry, yeah. guys. But uh, uh, um, so she went in the building and um, like. 25 minutes had gone by and we're seeing some of the guys walk back and forth um i think we had an interaction with paul london who was fucking higher than a kite and uh him and uh him and uh uh hoovy um, oh, i love Hoovy. where they were they were up to hijinks and catering uh-huh. so i was pretty much preoccupied with that because i'm like why are we at a wwe fucking e-show like fucking three hours before for this bullshit and i'm i just want her to fail because she's legitimately ha- she's fucked more guys than months in the business at yeah. this point yeah. and i'm just like i know exactly why she's in that building and i am fuming with rage so i'm just like i hope she fucking fails so what you're saying is that she probably touched Soul Man's dick. Oh, 100 <laughs> percent That's not even a question. Yeah, okay. Um and uh like 30 minutes goes by and and Jillian gets a call. We were about to I think we we're about to go get food. Um uh because security had taken 
Paul London and uh, Hoovy's golf cart at that point from them. So they couldn't. It was great. It was great. There should you said hijinks. I didn't know. It yeah. the golf no, they cart. did. They stole a golf cart at some point. Okay. Yeah. And then at one point, um, Paul London tried to put or did put a dead rat he found in a conspicuous place, inconspicuous place um, and catering to cause a ruckus. And I believe it worked <laughs> well, based on the reaction that I saw. So <laughs> a, a dead rat will get anyone put it near the food. It's like times 10. Yeah. It was, it was one of the moments where I'm like, I want to work here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but as uh, so we get a Jillian gets a call and it's like, she's coming back out. And I remember uh, George was just like, what happened? And Jillian's like, she doesn't know. At that point, we didn't know. I didn't find out till later that fucking um from from who, huh? Later, who told you later? Who, t- who did tell me later? I think it it was Jillian. Jillian told okay. me later. It was Jillian. Okay, I didn't know if it was Jillian or George. And I think it was Jillian. I'm I'm biting my tongue on so many yeah. jokes with this. Yeah, when you're involving Jillian in these stories, but let's uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> so. The story goes that the second that she got, she 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 they, she needed to know where to go. They took her to uh, where the extras uh, get dressed. Malenko came in, asked her, her name, asked her, I guess, a few questions. Left, you know, politely. Left. It's like, okay, stick here, and we'll figure. You know, we'll we'll get you where you got. We gotta go. And apparently, got on the phone, called Alex, and was like, "What the fuck is this?" That's just what I've heard. <laughs> that was the story that was told to me, and then and then uh, it was like, any do you have anyone else? I need to put someone on TV. Do you have anyone that can go on TV? And at the time, no, the, no one was training. Uh, Jillian was training, right? So it was either that's not that was your pick of the litter. That's there. not yeah. So, and that's what I don't think a lot of people understand at the indie level is okay, cool. You you cool with that in front of two million, twelve million people or whatever it is? Like, you cool to look like that in front of you know that many eyes? Like okay, cool. <laughs> You're wrong, but okay, cool. And that was one of those moments. So that's <laughs> I, she came out of the building. But as she came out of the building, Randy was coming out of his trailer, and I just I remember like like standing there, and they kind of like walked like within t- so I there was enough right context of size. Mm-hmm. And then she walked up, and she had tears in her eyes and stuff. And I, I measured like as she's crying to Jillian about it, and they're having the whole to do. Like, Holy fuck! Like I'm like Jesus Christ. He's like, he's like fucking five inches taller than me. Yeah. <laughs> like Randy Orton is a very large man, and that and 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 I say it, and, and you're gonna think it's ridiculous, but Paul White, Jesus Christ, he's fucking huge I mean, yeah, in real but life. That's, that's given. It's so I, hard, though, I think, to get perspective when you're that big. <laughs> he's huge. Yeah. Um, What was my original fucking story about? I don't remember. <laughs> There's going to be people listening going deceptively big. I don't know. We were talking to, originally we were talking about the pay-per-view that we were watching, the Money in the Bank. Ironically, I've, I like... What's funny is I had uh, I I can't stand the uh, peak, oh the peak oh going so here we go rewind back I see Bobby Lashley walk out of the room 
Okay. I look down at my pre-workout. I look at Johnny, and I go, I'm going to do this. I can do it, too. <laughs> Don't do it, Prime. I can do this. I took a scoop. I slammed it down. I fucking my, my I I I I my eyes burned for like 15 straight minutes. I was in so much pain, and I'm just on the floor. And I just remember, I just remember. Uh, I think Rhino said something. He he turned around, and I think he said something in effect was like, uh, like uh, it's always a bad idea. Like 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 he's probably seen this happen before, mm-hmm. where some local indie guys like you can do that. And then, yeah. of course, try it. And no, Bobby Lashley isn't a human being. But he's another. He's the, like he's that next evolution. And I don't think we praise him enough because he ended what we thought was his WWE career like ten fucking years ago, yeah. <laughs> and he, he still looks like he's nine. He's nineteen years old. <laughs> he he does look young. Uh, he does look big. Uh, I don't wouldn't call him deceptively big though. No, no, he's because he's not that no, tall. He's not. He doesn't uh, fill the space. He, he's he's definitely a super thick dude, but yeah. he's not. He doesn't have that height thing. Which you was uh, he, he, he when I when, you know when I was interacting with him. Yeah, I mean I he's one of those guys. I'm like oh, okay, I can look you in the eye. We're good. Right. <laughs> and then I put Booker T later, and I was on a high, and then I was immediately on a low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because when you shake Booker, T- there's two handshakes that I've wor- uh, that I've shaken of of those caliber guys. Him and Slaughter are the two distinct. When I shook their hands and I went, "Oh, you're complete next level." Yeah, like Slaughter. I remember with everything going on that day. I remember distinctly. It's one of the few distinct memories I have of that day is shaking his hand and going, "You could still kill me." Mm-hmm. Like it just that's the first thing that shot through my head when I shook his hand, and he's he's talking. He's like as he, I, we're shaking hands. He is uh, he's semi grievances for you know my father had passed away the night prior, and all that was overshadowed by the fact that I'm like my God, you could kill me. <laughs> it, did out of curiosity, since you brought it up, uh, all of it. Um, what kind? Do you remember any of the bo- the guys you were working with that night? The the you know the names like. Slaughter and Hacksaw and all that. Them talking to you about that at all? About your dad and, and what you were dealing with and stuff? I was just curious what the if they everyone but everyone addressed it. Everyone or... everyone but Valentine, because Valentine was like the last second addition yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, he yeah. was just there. Yeah. And and, and he just Well, wanted... that was good on Jimmy, the 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 man, the agent of those guys for conventions and stuff. That God he gets them booked for the convention, but we also wanted them to wrestle. And since we had wrestling at the convention, it's a double payday for them. But Jimmy, various interesting character. Uh, he's a little person. Uh, bald, kind of thick dude. Uh, kind of a carny personality. To very, him. very carny, actually. Uh, uh, which is why he fit re- well with the wrestlers. Which is why he corrals the wrestlers professionally. Wor- <laughs> fucking work Mike into including valentine into that thing i and valentine barely did anything he, there was no reason for him to he be did there. one thing he did one thing and and got him pay extra got him a second payday so great valentine hit me harder with a microphone than i'd ever been hit before <laughs> that's the one thing the one thing i i remember i getting out of the cobra clutch i spin around and it's like plonk and i'm like oh shit like i bumped because i was like i almost screamed fuck mm. it hurt and but you know, 
between the moment and and my body was basically on autopilot because the match was very very simple. Fucking yeah. uh, hacksaw had half a body to work with. <laughs> yeah, hacksaw was going was like literally had his surgery scheduled, uh, and he was. I mean, basically, one arm didn't work really. Yeah, no, uh, that that was the thing. Stay away from the arm. Yeah. Um, I I have in that match I've never worked lighter. It's funny you got you got hacksaw. You're working in the ring, who is like basically fighting you one with one arm tied behind his back, uh, not for the gimmick reason, but because the arm didn't work. Um, you had slaughter ringside, who claimed he couldn't step foot in a ring because of his legends contract. Because of his legends contract, uh, and this was all Fourth of July. Uh, which, and those two made sense because you got hacksaws very yeah. USA with the with the flag and and stuff. Valentine and, was here too, and you were wrestling. <laughs> you were wrestling as Cobra Commander, so we were desperate on the Fourth of July to have Cobra Commander in some way engaging with Sergeant Slaughter in mm-hmm. just all kinds of GI Joe sense and and on the holiday and all that stuff. Uh, it was a shame he couldn't step in a ring. To do anything. All things aside, dressed as Cobra Commander, being put in the Cobra Clutch by yeah. Sergeant Slaughter, I can I can take that moment and put it aside of now, everything else. Now, uh, we love, that was awesome. We love you to death. Yeah, not you, the person I'm talking to. Okay, here, who I know might be listening as he's editing photos, but. Speedy kind of missed the fucking That's money right. moment. He never got that money shot. He didn't get the shot of Slaughter putting Cobra in the clutch. I never, I don't have a photo of it. No, there isn't really one. No. If there is one, it's like it's kind of like not. It's like a Bigfoot photo. <laughs> it's, it's not ideal. It's not like <laughs> you can kind of make me out on the inside. And I don't know if that's that could be partially our fault for not. I mean, if you give, I feel like if you give Speedy the heads up. To be looking for a certain moment, buddy, he'd be ready for it, <laughs> buddy. Most nights, we probably would have walked through that. <laughs> right, right. That, yeah, you had. I was on autopilot. Yeah, your father. Yeah, you had the whole fa- your father thing going on, so you weren't. You were barely there. There's a story I've never told. I don't think. But it, well, before we go to that, okay. Did you? Uh, what did any? What did they? Did any of them say anything? Um. Uh. uh like I said, slaughter. Like our introduction was. You know, uh, my deepest condolences. You know, for for, for yeah, your yeah. loss. Are you, you know, basically, like, you sure you want to do this? Yeah. And and the answer was no. By the way, um, I I I look back at that moment and I'm like, if it's what my mom wanted, I'm happy with it. But I was a hundred percent against it. Mm-hmm. I literally only did it for her. And it's not like a drag on anyone, understandably. I, I, My father had died 24 hours ago. How the fuck am I supposed to function? Thank God. Because there was only two outcomes. Because remember, we couldn't find them. Well, that night, yeah. Well, see, here's the interesting thing. We're we're kind of mixing dates because didn't we... Oh, no, that's right. Two nights. Two nights. That was we, 48 we did hours. Like, we did like Thursday night, set it up for Saturday because Saturday was the 4th. And Friday, you weren't you weren't there, and they were doing their thing. But I think Thursday night was when Friday you, night I did the promo. I think it was Thursday night. No, because if if Fourth of July, if if the Fourth of July was Saturday. No, we did this on. Didn't we do this on the fifth? Or we did. The, I did the promo on the fourth. 
Mm. No, it's the only way it works out because my dad died on the on on the third uh, on the, uh, excuse me. Wow, on the third, he died on the third. Okay, all right, all right. He died on the third. So then, so okay. I did the promo. Yeah, yeah. I did the promo that see, he died on the Thursday. I did the promo on the Friday. We did the match on the Saturday. Friday, see, Friday. Okay, that yeah. makes a little more sense. Friday was when you guys opened the show, threatening to burn the Constitution or the American flag. Oh no. Uh, Dan tore the Constitution up, the, and you. I was about to light it on and fire. And you were going to light the the, the flag yeah. on fire. And Remember, we had discussed that for the better part of six months, and where Sarge, we were going to go with that. I was kept pushing to push, and 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 everyone else around me was like, "That's just a terrible idea." But I'm like, "But it's such a good idea." <laughs> yeah. See, we thought that was edgy until yeah, then, then we did Hitler. <laughs> until we had Hitler march to the ring. By the way, the, us? with the red skull. Us and uh, 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 Taika Waititi are the only people that ever done Hitler without backlash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We kind of, we did under the radar. <laughs> we did it really under the radar. <laughs> I mean, and it wasn't like we were, we were like coy about it. We literally had a short guy yeah. grow a fucking mustache for two months. And we got a, we got a fucking historically accurate Hitler outfit for him. Which puts probably Dan on a watch list, which before um, everything I would have felt bad about and don't longer do. <laughs> well, no, Dan bought his own shit. I bought the Hitler. Oh, oh so you're on the watch list. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, which is f- ironic that a Jew put the story together, helped put the story together. <laughs> a Jew ordered it. <laughs> this, this Jew ordered the Hitler costume, put it on another Jew. Who, who went who went in the ring and got punched in the face by Alex dressed as Captain America? <laughs> we had Captain America punch out Hitler in the on Fourth of July weekend. We won. We win. I mean, huge pop. We win. Only. Almost, almost as big of a pop as the fans responding. <laughs> that was, I was going to say that was the that was the cons- we should have known then that something was amiss with society. We had like a few people throw the fucking the straight arm up, and we were like, "Whoa!" We looked at each other like, "Maybe this wasn't such a good idea." Oh my! See, Ben and I's problem is that the man who funded all of this gave us a lot of freedom. Another Jew, another Jew, <laughs> and uh, we uh, we took that freedom and ran with it. Mm-hmm. A lot of late night poorhouse sessions. <laughs> In all honesty, any Hitler talk was approved by the boss, and he was all for it. He, but he, I mean, I, I think we did the thing where we fought him twice on it out of respect, and then we were pushing. Like, okay, yeah, he was the one who wanted it. We both wanted it, but we we're like, well, out of respect, we have to turn this down twice. <laughs> well, there was not, Mike. All, no, we can't pause. Mike, no. Okay, Mike, we'll, we'll do it. And meanwhile, we're like. Yes. Well, because also because <laughs> it made sense. We Everything were, we did made sense and gave. Yeah, but but here's the thing. Gave, per, correct. It was all in correct context. Here's the thing, because these are all Fourth of July shows. Um, also, it was it made sense because Al was one of the more popular characters on the show as Captain America, especially when he took his shirt off. Because back then he was ripped. He wasn't just, just kind of like weird amalgam of muscular and fat that he is now. And uh and uh, and also it was re- we were consciously because re- this was a comic book crowd, a convention crowd. We were consciously recreating the moment from the cover of Captain America comics number one. The original Captain America issue has him punching Hitler out. So we were trying to recreate that in the ring and in the audience. Very good friends of the promoter was Alan Bellman, who was one of the 
uh, original artist of Captain America. And when I say original, not the first couple of issues, but um, he wrote, he drew a lot of the issues in the Golden Age comics those early years in the 40s uh, uh, and was one of the only, at the time, was like one of the last guys from that era still alive. So we were going to have him ringside, not ringside, but front row for it. So it was like all these moments and all this stuff that it was like to us, it was we were marking out for it because it's all this cool comic book stuff and all this comic. And plus, we were all giggling inside that we were going to dress uh, what's his name up as Hitler. You know, we were just uh, what was his name? Kurt. Kurt. Yeah, Kurt. We were all excited. We were going to be dressing Kurt up as Hitler. And he was just this reluctantly like go along to get along. If I remember kinda... correctly, he shaved the mustache no, he, in the back. Well, he grew. He had been growing yeah. his beard and mustache, and just knew that like at the last possible moment, yeah. I'm trimming it to a Hitler stash before and he then, like exited the fucking. And uh, then before I yeah gorilla before I come back out from backstage, I'm getting rid of the Hitler. Yeah, thing. it was it was like, very quick. It but... only existed for the time. We needed it. It's like the best art, though. It's, yeah. it's temporary. <laughs> I mean, no, not necessarily. <laughs> it's just the reaction, the reaction was concerning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it foretold uh, 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 other times. I feel like he could have, <laughs> if, if, if he had decided, like, not to walk through the convention afterwards as Hitler, but maybe, like, if just hung around ringside after the show in the Hitler outfit and the mustache, yeah. he would have probably, I guarantee you, like, maybe 100 people would have asked to take pictures with him. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram would have been flooded with pictures oh, of him. Oh, my goodness. His life. Well, you know, back then, it would have been fine. If he had done that today, his life would have been ruined. It would have been over. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's well, he, ru- he ruined his his. <laughs> his reputation at the shows for another reason. Oh, but, uh, fuck! You know my I, one of one of my favorite moments um, uh, from FSCW is also that weekend, um, the moment where uh, uh, Jason not wow, well, it was Jason David Frank. Jesus, no, no wrong, wrong Power Ranger, <laughs> Austin St. John, um, basically had to be convinced not to jump in the ring and start like getting involved. That guy was so excited to be there, and um, he was my brother's commander over in Kuwait when my brother was over in Kuwait for two years. Yeah. So that's how we got him. That's how we got him, basically. <laughs> he came back over, and we made the family connection, and he did he did the con, because at the time, he's like, he's just coming back over. And was like, he yeah. hadn't done cons. I yeah, think. I think he was one of the first cons yeah. he, he did, and uh, it was fantastic. But he got back there and he started like wanting to call spots and his people were like, no, 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 no. And, and I'm just like, I mean, we're, we're like, we don't we don't want him in the ring. No, we totally want him to like do stuff. Like, but like, no, no, of course not. Well, I remember watching it yeah. and him, he was OK. So what it was, he was, almost pulled me off the apron. man. What it was, was uh, <laughs> it was you were Cobra again and your crew. So yeah. it was all the Cobra characters versus the versus the Justice League of Wrestling, Justice League Wrestling, which was Shane Helms. Uh, Derek is Green Arrow. Hurricane Helms. We had Air- Agony as, as Link. Link. So it was all green themed. Yep. And then instead of Jason David Frank, we had the Red Ranger. Yes. <laughs> uh, but but uh, 
I forget if there was anyone else. Were you, where, was was it was a, a, I think it was a six man. Was it a six? Or was it a four? I, you know, I had the who was I had the infamous picture. Some I mean, Jude was it? Mm, no, no, not Jude because he was doing the. No, nah, he was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's another thing we squeaked by. We've talked about that in the past. Yeah, uh, um, the Alex Delarge. <laughs> yeah, he got a, his character was a little rapey um, at times. I'm trying um, to think of who else it could have been, man. I don't remember that there was. I don't. I feel it bad. It might have been three on three. I, it might have been. And so, uh, and, and so, but he came out with you guys, yeah. and he was like, he was at one point he was chasing around the all the adjacent Cobra guys that weren't yeah. wrestling but were ringside with you because we had like what eight Cobra characters at that time. Yeah, we we had a lot, <laughs> and they were trying to not only like sell for him that he was chasing them around, but also wrangle him. Because he was all over the place. I know in that he, match. he was he was legitimately he was having a blast, though. having the best time. It was like a, it w- it was like it was like a kid who hadn't been gone outside in like a weekend. Yeah. He he'd been sick, and this is his first time outside, and he's got to get it all in. Yeah. you know, before he goes back. Oh my god! It was. I remember like uh, at one point, I think Helms was a little a little. Too- oh, he wasn't. That's right. Austin wasn't involved. A, because his people didn't want it, but Shane put the kibosh on that, yeah. I think. Helms wanted to control the chaos as much yeah. as possible. In fact, when those guys were running around on the outside, I just remember him like kind of like chastising yeah. all of them yeah. to like cool it, you know? And it's funny because I didn't at the time, but I can totally put myself in his shoes where he's like, I got to get out of here without getting hurt. <laughs> that, but also a little bit like... All that yeah. taking eyes off what's going yeah. well, on. Well, he in the knows ring. what he's doing. Right. He's he knows exactly what he's doing. Right. But also, like, like I, I, I felt it was one of those moments where I felt good because I was like, Shane trusted me. We did. We, I, I do. I don't remember the fucking match. I know he took his finish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then they, uh, all, they, uh, the, the, the big photo I have that I love that maybe one day I'll fucking actually put on a wall is I really like that photo is. Is is Red Ranger and the the Just League of Wrestling standing? They're kind on, of standing over you. Stand, literally, their feet are on me, and I'm just yeah. I'm all like ah. <laughs> I love that photo. Though mm-hmm. my 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 best moments in, in FSCW was me putting someone else over, putting, yeah. making the story the better because I was the I was fucking Cobra Commander. I never had, I I almost hated winning. Well, I well, Cobra like, doesn't win. Well, but I had to in the, in the in in the cartoons. Well, and that's wins, the thing. You know? Early on, because I was the best worker, we just put me on the belt. But then later on, when we yeah. and I got, we were like, no, 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 we're telling the better story. Yeah, the better story. And, and goddamn, man, I think you're. I I vividly remember most the like the match you had with Agony because you guys used like some like first of all, Agony went through the gauntlet. Oh, agony was a- agony as much as he upsets me mm-hmm. because he's a twelve year old child. Mm-hmm. Um, he was one of my favorite guys to work with because I could do anything I wanted with right. him. <laughs> we did some crazy shit, man. He, Dressed in full cosplay, right, by the way. Right, and but I mean, like in that match, you guys brought out all the all the gimmicks. That's right, and worked yeah. all the gimmicks. Like you had the power glove, yeah. and he had the hammer, and yeah. and all the stuff worked. And it and that I felt like that match because that was also for the belt. Um, that the, I felt like that match or that whole story leading to that match just played out perfectly, yeah. and uh, it was told so well. Uh, the fans were super into it. We even got to play the fucking Karate Kid music at the end when he won. The, oh you're God, the best. I forgot about that. Uh, and uh, <laughs> it was like it was like it it just like everything fucking worked right on that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm I'm really proud of the Hitler stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> buddy, buddy, we pull. But that yeah. whole stretch from like from like those nights when you did the we did the tournament thing and the gauntlet, and you ended up dropping the belt to Agony all the way through to the Hitler stuff at the bigger show. I felt like that was our strong run. That was the best. I don't. I, I don't want to talk about after we left, but I think that was the strongest stuff that was ever ever done for that con. The only reason I have any fond memories of that last show was because, like, other than like the week leading up to it, it had already pretty much been written. It 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 we'd already like like your hands were all over it. We didn't change much, right? Because we booked yeah we booked these goddamn convention shows, three shows in a, like. We were booking angles that were like that weren't for just that show. They when, were for the next yeah, show too. When you left, we were literally running on all cylinders creatively. So we had already mapped out But autopilot. Yeah. Like like it was just like we only changed things at that point based off audience reaction, wrestler availability. Yeah. Like we knew who everyone was, their strengths, weaknesses, and we could apply that. And we had gotten to the point where we knew everybody enough so well enough that like, we knew that if we just took them over here and did this, that they're just going to succeed because the situation—it's it was the, all the puzzle pieces fit. So that show was great, and, and I have one of one of you were starting to get some bad eggs in there, though. Well, what happened was with two weeks prior to that is when everything fell apart. But the show itself, that weekend itself, very few changes were made. The only change that was made was uh, I. I as Winter Soldier was supposed to go was supposed to go over for the belt, and that was of course my falling out with uh, the Broders, so they didn't trust me to have a fake title, um, and uh, we did the Red Skull thing, where Red Skull came out, used the fucking Cosmic Cube, was controlling me, and and he he pinned for the belt, and and good times probably could have made it work. I don't. After that night, I'd give a fuck less. But that moment, the fans, I thought it was good. I poo-pooed it because I was like, if we're going to do it, just I'll just put them over clean. And they were this is where this is where the Dan thing came in. It was super insistent on this. So uh, they did it. And I'll, I'll eat crow where I eat crow. But the audience loved it, man. For whatever fucking reason, they really well, because, bought into it. Because you brought. We were already. Because you're catering yeah. to stuff they're yeah, familiar so, with. So even though even though I personally thought it was going to fail, it succeeded. So I was like, I remember laying there on the mat, going like, "Ah, oh, fuck! All right, well, okay, I can be in a bad mood, but as long as the show went well." We had we had <laughs> we had pretty much uh, trained that audience. Oh yeah, they knew exactly what to, they were coming to see. To be, uh, they were going to love anything we did. Yeah. So whatever you threw them, whatever story. Which is why when everybody, when, which is why like my criticisms with wrestling, um. Like, which is why they're so hard for me to change or, or to, to get around when I watch it live, because we did it, and it wasn't that hard. It took a lot of time, concentration, molding. It took time, but it wasn't hard. Just do the work. Yeah. And here you got people with millions of dollars at their disposal, and they're just putting on whatever shit show is a shit show, and it's all a shit show to me, man. Because I'm just like, you can tell compelling stories. It's not fucking hard. We did it. We did it with fucking comic book characters. So speaking of shit shows, uh, <laughs> I wanted to get when we were watching the pay per view. Of course, the match that everyone is actually only reason everyone's watching the show 
is for the men's money in the bank. Yeah. Let, let's be honest. I mean, yeah, that's, no, that's what else, you're... Nothing that's else what matters. I mean, I mean, okay, Edge Edge and Roman's cool, but the the name of the pay-per-view is Money in the Bank. Yeah. Which is why the, it's really cool seeing Big E. The second they start getting... Like the old, the last match is over and we're starting to get into like we're gonna have this match now. Yeah. Like worldwide, the fucking the Peacock app. I guess it was not worldwide. Oh, but national, that's what you want to talk about. Yeah. The Peacock app was glitching. So we had been telling you all day. Yeah, you gotta see Nakamura's thing. The dude that plays him out. He's like this like metal guitar guy who does the high pitch introduction. And the shreds on guitar. They sold it as I would get an immediate heart on when you I would, saw this You would this have entrance. loved it. And, of course, through that whole thing. It was it's the just, one thing I didn't get. We had, to re, we had to close the app and restart it four fucking times. I left this building with blue balls, Ben. The fucking... Nakamura blue balls. It was so glitchy. And then it was working, but there was no sound. Reboot, reboot, reboot. Finally, it's working. It took a good 10 minutes. So we, we even missed the beginning third, maybe? Maybe yeah. half? Of the fucking Money in the Bank match. I think third. It took a while to get my interest back into oh, it. What a fucking shit show. Because also at that time. Also, the other shit show was ordering pizza. I was about time. to say, because at that time, uh, 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 Pizza Holocaust was happening. Pizza, yeah. There's... I ordered Domino's at like 8.30. An hour goes by and I'm like, what the fuck's our pizza? I try to call the number and it goes straight to it goes straight to the same thing telling me on the pizza reader. And so Natalia gets on like fucking Twitter or fucking the customer service text or whatnot, and uh, we go back and forth. They literally ask me everything but my fucking uh, uh, DNA strains. Um, like they, they as this is going on, Earl Earl is trying to order the basically the same thing yeah. from Jets Pizza, and like missed the order window by like five minutes. By like five minutes before they closed. Yeah, and then so. They refunded me at the same time that Earl got the, yeah, we're done. So then we're all like trying to figure out open pizza places. I should have said, Earl, just go, do you know who I am? Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And and my roommate's like doing the, oh, we should be arguing with someone. I go, you argue with someone that then has to make your food? No. You've already lost. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the L every time, Ben. You want that extra spit topping for free on your pizza? Yeah. You don't want to. Yeah, I, I 100% yeah. take the L every time. Because yeah, yeah. I'm just like, nah, it's been you done. You get your money back. It's not yeah. Like, yeah, you just, yeah. Like, just like, like, if it's that bad, you just give me a right. refund. Um, so then Earl ordered from another place. Pizza, which, and it was actually pretty good. It, it Listen, at that point. The pizza was all right. The wings were good. Um, yeah, yeah, they were good. I don't even know what place it was. I don't care. It was it I, was what we needed because we were starving. He, we, it was, we it could, was It wasn't that close. It was door dashed in from like a little bit of a distance. It was like two. It was two large pizzas and like what twenty four wings or whatever it was. Yeah, it was like two orders, and it was gone in like ten minutes. Yeah. Well, w- ironically, I wasn't going to eat, but then an hour. It, but the pizza arrived <laughs> an hour later than it was supposed yeah. to, and by then all this talk about food, I was like fucking hungry. So I so everyone ate. Act, I think other that. than maybe two slices of the pepperoni, I think I may have eaten that whole pepperoni pizza. I was just grabbing the slice and going, I need more. So I'm so hungry. I think I was the one that I had one of those. Okay, you had a slice. Okay, cool. I don't know. I just kept going back. At some point, I'm like, oh, more slices were taken. Like two or three. Oh, whatever. Yeah. So I I I know um that that Earl had grabbed the one, so you grabbed the other. Okay. Um, yeah. No. Uh, the 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 men's the men's ladder. It was 
It was fine. Well, we saw of it. Yeah, what we saw of it was fine. Yeah. I mean, those are just Ricochet spot- had a hell of a spot. Fucking Ricochet. He's another one. Him and AJ are the two. I'm just like, they've wrestled the same way their entire careers, and they're not broken men, and I'm very impressed by that. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but I th- I feel like AJ's had a longer career. Oh, yeah. And a... And probably a lot, yeah, a lot more mileage. He doesn't do the shit uh, Ricochet does, though. Not anymore. He used to. <sighs> not not that kind the of The early TNA day? Oh, no, 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 no. Not the crazy, but the crazy, like, his early, man, some of the AJ Styles early TNA stuff, when it was in a fucking uh, a, a rodeo arena in a fucking Nashville on a Wednesday night, dude, some of those matches were... And yeah. his like those matches with low key, those matches with a basically that entire early run was. I, mean, I remember the MLW. I remember seeing an MLW. Yeah. That that early run was uh, amazing. Red's entire career, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. which is great because he had some phenomenal fucking him and low key's uh, crazy matrix match is still one of the fucking craziest things I've ever seen. Um, where you're just like, I don't know how you're doing this. I don't, and I'm in the business, so I don't know what to yeah. say. <laughs> You're moving so fast. <laughs> and then he broke. <laughs> um But uh yeah, no, they did all the spots, man. I mean it was it was it was a fine match. They did everything you're gonna do in a fucking multiple man, you know, get get yeah. get the Ricochet gimmick. Ricochet had a cool spot and uh uh Owens had a big bump. I don't understand Matt Riddle, but he's over, so whatever. Well you don't wa- you don't watch the weekly stuff, so yeah. you don't know the I just the humor and the character. I just look at him and I'm like, I just don't like the fact that 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 you've got a job doing this. I just don't. He used to be a fighter. He was an Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, oh, do they they play that up and? No, but I mean, I, I'm sure they touch on his UFC roots. Okay, I at, didn't know at points his his MMA stuff at points. I mean, he seems like a really cool dude. He really does. But just so I'm just like, I don't like you. <laughs> just don't and I, I, if, I forget, and I'm sure if I met the guy we'd have a great time I, I just don't which, know what I it is I forget what show he's on if he's on Raw I would assume Jimmy Smith would touch on that stuff more mm. because they yeah. both come from MMA they both come but I, I, I don't remember what you, I, it's funny I I watch so little of the WWE product nowadays that I can't I can't tell you which roster half these guys are on yeah. I don't know which Orton and, and Riddle are kind of a tag team now can we talk about uh Really, the only thing left to talk about with this pay per view? What's that? The fucking the 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 sub subterranean ogre that Charlotte Flair has become. Oh, I my God, Ben! I I didn't know. I didn't know. I mean, I felt legitimately. I was. We were watching her. She. I'm, it's hard to pin down what she has done to herself, <laughs> but you can tell it's a graduate. What's so funny was they actually showed. The side shots, by sides shots of her from her other title wins, and it was literally like you could. It's like, oh, she got. That's when you could say, oh yeah, you could tell between that one and that one. She mm-hmm. she got cut on again, and by cut on, I mean went and saw the Nip Tuck doctor. And listen, um, I don't really it, care, but this is a televised it product. Was, but it was like, but that moment when they showed her and then the other title pit shots of her from the years. It was like the many faces of Foley. It felt like Michael Jackson. It, was, it, it felt did, like a reveal. I did. It did. It really did, man. It did. And, it, and, and like, look, look, man, 
do whatever the fuck you want to your body. I don't give a fuck. I mean, if it, it makes you feel more secure, good. whatever. Yeah. But I feel like doing that doesn't make you more secure. It makes you feel less secure. You get and it trapped. encourages you to keep doing. You get it. trapped. Yeah, because it's never enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's never enough. And at she's that point. like, she's like really thinned up. And, and, and here's the difference. Her ass, her ass she, is completely gone. She has the knee means. She has the means and resources to feed this addiction. Yeah. So hey, this ain't. And who's this Picasso is only half painted, buddy. Who's gonna? Well, she's about to look like a Picasso. <laughs> uh, she's gonna have an ear over here and a fucking. Uh, the problem is that no one's going to look out for her. Uh, everyone's gonna be afraid to say, "Go talk to like a shrink." No, because even today, it's it, it's all like you know, good for you. Like you, you know, you you. This is who you truly are, kind of shit. No, I don't feel like that's the same body positivity shit. I uh, dude, I I think so. I no, because she's starting to not look. She's starting to look alien. She, half of it's the how lean she's gotten. But that's and that's really off putting because her frame, she's 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 tall. Yeah. So like, so you're already lanky. Yeah, you, you got when you get below a certain body fat percentage, it looks, it looks bad, man. And and she might be in fantastic shape, which is good for good on her. Well, she is in terms of like to be able yeah. to do that for to have a twenty minute match but, and stuff. But. but but I'm looking at it as the optics of a live program, and I'm just like, man, it's like <sighs> to me having no information. Yes. And being complete armchair, both the total of us. armchair bullshit. We should have no business saying this. None. We should not be talking about this. But it definitely does not. She could be healthy as fuck, but I. It looks like she's not mentally healthy. I don't know what it is because she's got herself a man. Uh, she should be super happy. I don't understand what it is, but to I don't and and yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're starting to hit it. I know she's not the youngest person on the roster. And so maybe that's she, always... She's in early 30s at her most? Uh, I don't know. I think she's... she's younger than me by a lot, I thought. I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking it up. I don't know. It's not like she went from high school to wrestling. I, uh, I, I couldn't tell you. I, but we will sit here while you... Uh, 35. Yeah, well, that's... I'm mid-30s. Yeah. But, that for, but again, you're talking in the WWE... In the women's roster, that's pretty fucking old, for the most part. I think it was worse that she was in there with Rhea Ripley. Who? Well, that match. <laughs> I think if she aside were like, from like, 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 aside from like, like, like Sasha talking fine. about her looks and fucking getting canceled because we have no business doing. Oh, that, that. match was always that off-paced, match off-paced. was was so out of sync. Yeah, they were so out of sync in the almost the entire match. One or two things went off well and they look good, but uh, that moonsault, yeah. her moonsault off the top was fucking phenomenal. Went, but most of it was like some fucked up timing and just lack. If it was lack of communication or they just weren't on the same page all night or something, yeah. they didn't have chemistry. Whatever it was, because uh, they've had a match. They had a WrestleMania match in the past. I don't know. Uh, no, I'm saying I think it was the NXT title or something. Okay. Like a little bit ago or something. I don't know. I don't even remember who Ripley beat for the belt. Maybe it was Charlotte. I don't remember. This is how much I don't like things don't stick with me from the WWE anymore. They're not creating memories. I didn't even remember Rhea Ripley was a person until yeah, last Sasha night. Yes, <laughs> Sasha would have a much better match with, with Charlotte because they've worked together a gazillion times. 
It just, it just. They came, they trained together. They came up through the NXT together. This is Rhea's because of the size disparity between the two. It should have been more. She almost worked it almost uh, disparity. She, man, Rhea Ripley's a much bigger girl than fucking. They're the same, but size wise, they're pretty much eye to eye. Ah, uh, not now. Before eye to eye, they're still the. Oh, it's oh not yeah, like yeah, some yeah. Height wise, yeah, height wise, yeah. I mean, Ripley's Ripley has has a lot more muscle on her, and Charlotte has definitely. St- Trimmed down more since the first time she. It should have been less. Of, it should her. have been less of the fifty-fifty match. It was. I didn't like the finish. I didn't care for the finish at all. I didn't care yeah. for the finish. I. I mean the actual finish. Well, I don't like a lot of their finishes yeah, usually. But like the that actual the the way she used to finish and the, the the good tap like that moment that spot that that was fine. But the stuff that preceded it and yeah, what yeah, came yeah. before was all bad. Yeah, <laughs> can all go. Um, you well, made you made Rhea Ripley look like shit. WWE. Not that anyone will remember or care in twenty four hours. And it's like uh, it's like this this like Ripley'd only had the title like a couple of months, and you're like just rushing to put it back on Charlotte, and now Charlotte's like like the like been on the main roster like what four or five years, and she's had the fuck she's had like she's like the fourteen time champion or something already or thirteen. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Talk about championships that can don't we have mean like anything? Can we have longer reigns? You would think that when someone becomes world champion, that it should be really hard to get that belt off of them. I understand every now and then a transitional champ, but the, but that, when you have a title reign, no matter who it is, if you're not committed to like at least six months on them, then don't put it on them. The old school slow burn mentality is still the best booking. You just contemporize and you you update how you get there. But the Plus but the, the base idea of having a guy who's worked his entire life to be this good and now dethroning him is going to take someone special. Part of the part of the you almost want to treat your heavyweight title holders as like um Almost like they're a different sport, like they're MMA or boxing, where they only have four defenses a year. Yeah, um, they're doing like tag stuff or and like ancillary well, shit. Well, they can do matches, but they're not for the they're non-title. Oh, you know, yeah, because you, then you can beat them, you can do all that kind of stuff or yeah, whatever you want to do. Like you oh, can have all the fuck finishes, right? And it's like, but it should be like you're putting the belt on them that maybe. If they're on every show, it's mostly cutting promos and stuff. You don't they don't have to work a match every fucking week. The privilege now is that uh once you have the title, there's a rarity to seeing you work. That like, no no no. They're the champion. You see them work at the tent pole fucking pay per views. You don't get to see the champion pay per views don't wrestle. Matter. But I'm saying like there's no there's no like specialness to being champion if you see them wrestle every fucking week for free. But see, there's nothing special about wrestling anymore. I'm just I'm making points. Yeah, here. no, I'm you're not, right. You're right. I obviously yeah. wrestling is as is, isn't like you're absolutely right, man. And 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 you know, it's a lot of short sighted nonsense and nothing means anything. These belts are just things, they're just gimmicks, they're just MacGuffins to get from one story you know? to the next. And then when you have a guy. See, this is you make it where like it's a Hogan thing where he's on every third episode and he's not wrestling. 
that much. And then when you do have one character that is a defending champion and all comers all times, and then for like six months, you have a John Cena that defends a title all the time. But the privileges as the heavyweight title, for the most part, you're not wrestling every fucking week. Yeah. There's, oh no, absolutely it's not. It's like no, no, no. Now no. I now I I'm paid such a pre. Yeah, and you make it like I as the top guy, I demand a premium. So I'm not gonna. I don't have to work every week. My title matches. I get paid millions of dollars. As uh as champion, you should only work house shows. Um, because that way you can try. They can try stuff out at house shows. Yeah, and you know it. It's not consequential. So and plus you make your you make your money that way. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, no, you sh- you should uh, especially the big belt for it to mean anything. It right. has to mean something. But they they've taken all the meaning away from everything. Yeah. It, it, it's just a MacGuffin, man. I mean, I, I don't watch or care enough about AEW to know if their belt will ever mean anything. But well, well like the TNA belt barely means something. Well, those bit, but the AEW the big belt. I feel like, for the most part, it's been on. It's on the right track. It's it's been on people's waist for longer stretches. Yeah, and it's on the right Jericho track. Jericho had it for doing. a long time. Omega has now had it for a good stretch. I can't even remember who Omega beat. For. Man, my brain is like Swiss cheese these days. But whoever he beat had it for a stretch. Yeah, it is not handed over every other They're week. They're doing it the right way, yeah. but it, that just takes time and tenure. But like to me. The New Japan belt is the only belt that really matters, because um, I feel they still protect that belt, and they. It's, but he—that's another one where, yeah. that, when someone in New Japan gets the belt, it's like a fucking year no, and a half run. Yeah, no, it's it's it literally it the New Japan belt does what the WWF title used to do. The WWE title used to do. It makes careers. Yeah. Remember when Okada wasn't Okada? Mm-hmm. And he became Okada. Remember when Nakamura, you know, well, Nakamura didn't have that belt. He never yeah. did win that. Oh, it's the Intercontinental belt. Yeah. Wow, man, man. He, he made the, he, there you go. He made the Intercontinental belt just as important. Right. It's almost like, it was almost like when, uh, almost like the fucking Intercontinental belt in the fucking, uh, uh, early 80s or, you know, mid 80s. Yeah. But you put it where, on. Where it meant something. Yeah. You know, when fucking, with Savage and Steamboat, you know, mm-hmm. Put on classics for the fucking thing. Yeah. So, but none of those belts mean anything. Nothing. Probably not. when, when Honky Tonk had the long run, I think was probably the downfall of that fucking belt. Probably. Yeah. Probably because he gave well, he lost to Warrior. That was the big thing. But I'm saying like yeah. him, he wasn't. He uh, took some of the glamour away from that belt when a Steamboat had it or a Macho had it or whatever. They were up and coming guys, but they had that thing. They had that it. No. They were destined. They're all destined to be That's, heavyweight title holders. When the Intercontinental belt was working the way it should work, Honky yes. Tonk was never going to be a heavyweight title holder, and yet he held that IC belt so fucking long. You know that I think it. I think that's what hurt that belt going forward. Well, there was a lot of guys that uh, would have been bigger if it wasn't for Hogan, and that's not like a dig on Hogan. It's just Hulkamania was just this cultural thing, and to step out that shadows. Man, it took a real well, strong that's, that's anything. I mean, like, look at golf. There were so many guys that could have been bigger and had more titles. 
uh, if, if Tiger Woods, if Tiger were, Woods yeah, wasn't hit, when he hit fucking dominant. Look at all the people they that would have been. A NBA. lot of those guys were so thankful for Waffle House uh, <laughs> to drag that guy fucking down and give them some opportunities. Like I remember at the time, like all those number those all those guys that were constantly hovering, fighting for the number two spot, the VJ Sings and the Mickelsons or whatever. If they hung around long enough in the sport for Ty- for when Tiger fucking stepped on his own dick, yeah, uh, to have the opportunity to start fighting for that one spot. But before that, that's really it. You know, there was like that fucking run, and it's that's the Hogan run. You know. Yeah, and every sport gets it. You got Michael Jordan and, and the NBA, all the teams that yeah. probably should have got a title, but were never going to get a title as long as Jordan was right. at his peak. Yeah. You know, we, when the Yankees do their thing from time to time, you know, when the Steinbrenners throw all the money in New York on mm. one team, or well, with the Patriots just finished. The Patriots are one. Yeah, that's the Patriots are one. So you know. I don't quite. I think the Yankees because they had a lot of titles, but. There were a lot of years we were spending a lot of money, and they were not fucking winning. Those are the best years. Yeah. But like, you know, the year we won. The, the it's, it, it's still my favorite baseball memory of all time. Watching us, a team that didn't the even. Marlins. The Marlins. The, the Florida Marlins, whose who's, uh, $23,000 payroll didn't even match the blue, uh, the uh, royalty. Uh, yeah, the, the, the royalty tax. That the uh, luxury tax, the luxury tax, the luxury tax that Steinbrenner was paying on on the Yankees at the time, and we beat them in Game Five at Yankee Stadium, and it was the best moment ever because the the Yankee crowd watching that entire like stadium like just go quiet. Oh my God, it was the greatest thing ever. Oh, oh, listen, every sport has that fan. Something about the Northeast, though, makes fans just a little bit more irritating. <laughs> so Yankees fans can be some well, of those irritating fucks that walk God's green earth. Other than, other than fucking Red Sox fans. I don't see. I don't know. I Boston sports in general are like just the shits, and there there are a lot of bandwagoners with that. Yankees have just been like, you know, I don't know it. it for you get the you get those spo- they're like the Patriots. We you get you're spoiled. Uh, they they buy all the good players, et cetera. So not not so much the same instance with the Patriots, but uh, but they're just spoiled with the riches of the quality of the teams and stuff. And they just always expect to win, and they get they get bitchy when they don't and whatever. Patriots are a little bit like that in a different way. Obviously, in football, it's more of an even field in terms of. Salary cap. There's a mm-hmm. luxury tax. You can't spend your way, you know. I, you know, but uh, but they're so spoiled. And as soon as, as soon as they started to stink, you saw the rats getting off of that ship. Everyone running to be. All of a sudden, they're Tom Brady fans, not Patriots fans. All of a sudden, there's a lot of fucking uh, Tampa Bay jerseys up in fucking the Northeast Corridor. There. Weird how that shit happens. Yeah, it's fucking it's <laughs> real fucking suspect. <laughs> I'd love to call out half a dozen names, but uh. I mean, but yeah, you know, that's the one thing about sports is watching people jump ship to ship, you know, as as the tide turns. I mean, man, that's a I can respect. I can respect at least us Dolphin fans, man. It's been hard. It's, I mean, <laughs> but I can respect like it's been hard. As much as I hate the Jets and I hate Jets fans, I respect the fact that if you've been a Jets fan all this time, yeah. You know, you've 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 in a way we're kindred spirits. The loyalty. We've nah, been through we've this never shit. Been that bad. We, 
We've never bro, been, we have been that bad. Not, bro. not consistently for the stretches. I mean, the Jets are the fucking Jets, man. Let's, that's okay. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Sorry, Jets fans. I tried. No, fuck them. <laughs> you guys are, by the way, the worst fandom to be in a stadium with, and it's not even close. <laughs> I'm trying to think, but I don't know. I went with uh, Jeff to a, a like I think it was one of the last football game. No, it not one of the last ones. But I went the end of the season when we had the Jets and they blew us out by like. It was like forty to seven or some shit. My God, Jeff got to see firsthand how bad Jet fans can get in absolute, unquestionable victory. Yeah. Still getting in fights and the whole nine years. There were like three fights within like like two sections of me, and I'm just sitting there. And Jeff's like, "Is this normal?" I'm like, "Only Jets games." <laughs> and well, maybe some Steelers games <laughs> here. I don't know. No, maybe not here. There's a lot of Steeler fans here. There are, but I'm. There, there are classes. No, I don't even want to say everyone's that. a class. I don't even want to say that because I don't even think I have like a distinct memory of like a Steeler fan base being like uppity. No, they're so, not. no. So Jets fans, unquestionably, um, Patriots fans are just annoying, obnoxious. They're so spoiled. They're, yeah. they're literally all of them are bandwagon fans. It's watching them eat, watch, watching them being force fed right now. Total bandwagon yeah. fans. Well, Tom Brady left. What do you expect? Shut your fucking mouth. It was all about Bill Belichick, wasn't it? Didn't matter who was uh, behind the gun. I was at a game, and we were in the away section, and uh, so there were a lot of Patriots fans around us. It was a game where we blanked them. It was like you know twenty six to nothing or something, Uh, and we were like blowing them up with like Marty Booker and like not even our top guys. It's just like like our some of our back. Which is the weird to... thing about our rivalry with them is every now and then, inexplicably, well, we would we would just destroy them. Well, a long time we had their number more than any other team. But uh, uh, yeah, then Tom Brady. But that was when we had like Jason Taylor and those yeah. guys, um, and Zach and that. Um, but uh, I remember we fucking shut them out, and. Uh, there were just these fucking chicks that were with their boyfriends. We were just whining and complaining and didn't understand how. But you know, and I was like, man, this is, this is like the like, they just expect to win yeah. everything. And oh, very privileged. Like losing doesn't even compute to them. Very privileged. Or having an off day just doesn't fuck like their head. It doesn't even. It can't even penetrate. I was like, I was like, this is a mess. I can't. And it's like I've been looking forward to this. For like a decade, for the day Tom Brady wasn't playing anymore, because I assumed he'd retire. Patriot. <laughs> <laughs> Little did I know, uh, uh, you know, he's gonna outlive us all. <laughs> well, he'll outplay us all, but uh, but uh, but that he was gonna leave the Patriots one day. It's so funny, you know, that even winning, even winning, eventually wasn't enough to keep that together. Like Belichick is just like I, you know. To, to, to just brutal. I loved Earl. I was talking to Earl. I'm like, would you, uh, would you take a call from New England if they want? He's like, <laughs> I mean, this wasn't issues. Yeah. Just like when he was still, oh, okay, kind of yeah. wanted to play and was floating around. Dude, and, fuck that weather. And he's no, he's like, I have no interest in the Patriot way. <laughs> I'm, I'm paraphrasing the quote, but it was basically. I that. can't wait till we hang around him more and more and more stories just slip out. Yeah, as they come, it naturally comes around. Yeah, and we get some really good. Well, these fucking interior designers have been like decorating his place for two fucking years. I was gonna, I was gonna say, it's like, wait. This By the time it's all done, it's gonna be out of style. Uh, <laughs> so I think he's been floating in and out. Uh, Maybe that's the rib. 
Because people are still working in his place. Maybe that's the rib. The rib is like they just keep designing and it never stops. Right. <laughs> oh, shit. Like the first thing they did. Now they're back circled back to it. Like redoing it because that shade of green I was like, is out of fucking style. I kind of want to go like, Earl, we'll go to Ikea. Brother, you won't even feel it. Yeah. <laughs> we will get every room in your house, whatever you need, man. Yeah, these people are... I feel like and I, it's going to be pennies may have, on the dollar of what you're paying now. They may have found themselves a mark. Well. <laughs> I can't wait till we're close enough to have these conversations, these inter- interventions, Earl. We yeah, understand. I'll, I'll fucking say that. <laughs> Holy shit. I don't know, man. Um, Yeah, so money in the bank, whatever. I mean, it had its moments. Um, But now that I've seen a full WWE show and a full AEW show within like a month or so, so I know where I kind of know where both products are are sort of in the the span. It's as much as AEW bothers me. It's not even a close call. They're at least doing something original. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, but there's they they give you, hey, Big E's got nah, we're we're putting our shit on Big E, but we know how this game works. Oh, this was the fucking Money in the Bank guy with everything on his ass with a sh- fucking rocket shooting north last year, and now who? Yeah, <laughs> everything that was working, they're like, "Fuck it!" It's like yeah. the beard, the fucking, yeah. uh, the Tommy Boy character that he was doing. They did to him what they did to your girls, the iconics. They took, they took uh, Mandy Rose away from him. Yeah. Everything that the fans loved, they're like, "Oh, that worked. Strip it from him. Oh, that worked. Strip it Rock from it. him." Uh, and just now he's I. The character may be fine now, but it they had. They like you said, it was like lightning in a bottle with him. Hmm. It was because like the, it was, the that was reason, something that probably wasn't supposed to work. It was the, way the it reason did. they gave him the money in the bank thing in the first place. Yeah. And then when everyone's happy and wants it, Vince is like, God damn it, they like it. Take it away, you know? Even the money in the bank thing. It's, he didn't even use it. He lost it to someone he lost it to Miz in a match. Awful. And Miz cashed it in. Awful. Awful. Yeah, it's shameful. Awful. See, that's the great thing about the WWE. You know they're gonna fuck up. It's just a matter of when. So yeah, you learned a lot last night. You learned that uh you learned that uh some of it was good, some of it was bad, and, and they still insist that Roman Reigns is the man. And as well on that fucking roster? It's 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 it, it's, it's it's a hard argument to make for sure. It there's a few guys. Actually, no wait. Unless you want to roll the dice on someone like a Cesaro or whatever that they're a Nakamura or like the that those it's, guys are arguing. It's criminal that Nakamura I mean that make well, yeah, it is actually criminal that Nakamura isn't champion, but it's criminal that Cesaro isn't in a prominent place right now. I thought he was getting there after Mania, and I, I, I suppose that's like in the fucking the mix, right under the mix. Yeah, like when like they interject him every now and then into the big thing. I feel like I feel like there, he he's reached that point with some guys before him have reached where they're in that spot where it's like this is the next logical place for you to go, but there's this piece. Whether it be something with you, with us, it's with with us, it, it, and by it, us I mean the like company. happened to Billy Guy. You see it happen. It it happens to these guys. They bring him in hot, and then they get him to where they need to go. Then they go fuck. We don't know what to do now. Yeah. You know, and it just seems like that room might, full of writers, and they can't figure that it out. Might be what ends up happening with Cesaro, and that would suck, man, because he's so good. And and as much as I personally love Goldberg. And would love to see him keep popping up every now and then. He's like fucking 78 years old. You (laughs) can't keep interjecting him into the fucking 
off the fucking street every single time into the title picture. Instead of it being... It worked that one time with Brock. Yes. And then after that, it's like... It's like... I mean, I get it if you're using him to legitimize other people. But at a certain point, it becomes this repetitive joke. Because again, like the referee thing, don't treat your audience like they're complete fucking morons. Like... These people obviously are high-functioning adults that could pay bills and earn enough money to go to your fucking live shows. Like, tr- treat them like, like, you know, that like they have a said, brain in their head. That being said, a grown man wearing Roman Reigns gauntlets on his hands, no good, man. No good. It's bad luck. <sighs> well, it's whatever, bad luck. But, but, but you did pay your money that you probably earned. I to, love uh, Goldberg. If he was going to do more stuff like he did with... Ziggler for that short period. I don't know what you're talking about. So it, it was a short thing, yeah. it was, but it was great. But instead, you're you just keep like, oh, back after eight months, right to a title shot and out again. And it's like, to be the fair, the fans are re- just rejecting it. To be fair, I feel bad not for a whole lot else. You I can feel do bad them. for Bill to come in. And he's gonna get booed out of the fucking building this time around because people are finally sick of it. I love Bill. I would love to. I would be happy to see Goldberg wrestle whatever he wants to. But his time has come. But he's not. Yeah, go fucking yeah. go work us. Uh, I mean, the problem is those guys will work rings around him. But like, yeah, if not, there was someone to work that would benefit that person, like Goldberg's not elevating there, there. Lashley. That's that is who Goldberg is. Goldberg is the perfect version of Roman Reigns. He's just a guy that has this thing It's that you know he needs to be there, but you're not sure how to keep him there. But Goldberg figured it the fuck out, and he did the one thing that's going to make him a lot of money, and he just barely ever deviated from it. Right. You know, And he just made all the money in the world. And I feel like Roman has never found that one thing that he can do that's going to, I mean, by default, based off the fucking roster, and just... Vince's insistence over the last decade that Roman's the guy. He's been the guy. But, I mean, when was the last time he was a Roman Reigns match and you went, that guy, fuck, that was a fucking great match. I mean, there's been some. But I, I, I don't know if it was because of him or because of the yeah, other guy. Yeah, that was my next question. Yeah. Name the opponent when you said yeah, that. Yeah. And it's going to be Shawn Michaels, the Undertaker. That's like we said. We did be- <laughs> It's like we liked that we liked the match last night with Edge. Yeah, it's Edge. Credit that to Edge. Credit that to Edge and Heyman. I mean, I don't think you're talking to do. You're talking about somebody who, if you're a breathing body who can bump, you're going to get a three star match out of him. Yeah, that's how good a guy like yeah. Edge is. Just stand there, loose. I'll make it work. Mm-hmm. And when I call bumps, take them. You know, just follow me, kid. Right. Those. That's. That's that's how good he is. And he doesn't do it at the indie level. He does it at the WrestleMania level. Yeah. You know? And there's so few got Him, Orton, uh, AJ. There's just not enough of them, though. Because then after that, you know, I, I think a guy like Big E could have a really great match at a WrestleMania. But I do believe it's got to be with somebody that's been there before. Where, like... Well, this it's the... And this is an unfair... Since he's the first timer... In the title picture, like winning the belt, that it's that it's gonna be the it's gonna be against someone that's really experienced holding the belt. But I, I mean, say that in an era where the main event at WrestleMania doesn't matter anymore. 
So maybe it'll be per- just fine. Well, nothing matters at WrestleMania because it's it's literally just. It's. I didn't even want. This is the first year. I didn't even watch it. It's two nights now, and it's fucking a gazillion matches. I did for the twenty. Everyone's got to be on it. Twenty twenty was the first. I was like, I'm not watching WrestleMania with no fans. I'm not doing it. And I, I, I have no interest in revisiting what it was. Don't care. Yeah. Um, <sighs> professional wrestling without fans was and is going to be always the dumbest idea. I understand all the reasons and, and and things that were in place that make it necessary, but that era will be forgotten. As live it fans, it, pretty much, yeah, yeah, I would say, I would say. So as soon as Raws and Smackdowns are 100 percent uh, traveling uh, shows again, yeah, that's that's going to be about it. I don't know, man. I got nothing left. <laughs> that's fine. We've gone on way too long. Oh, you're uh, gonna cut this up? Is it that bad? No, not cut it up. But, oh, but uh, how long do we go? Hour and fifty minutes. Jesus Christ, Ben. Don't look at what do you mean? Ben? That was long. I knew we were going. I knew we were talking. All right. Yeah. Well, all right, everybody who hasn't passed out at this point. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah, we'll talk to you later. <laughs>